I don't know. I was afraid to tell you, I think. <laughs> yes, I was like, please do not be mad at me, but I did this. Despite what you had told me, I wanted to try. Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast, a podcast about sharing stories on the struggles and successes of real life healthy living for the family. From easy ways to get your kiddos to eat more fruits and veggies, to finding what works to feeling your best through moving more. A resource with ideas for fitting it all in. (laughs) Cut the baloney of the food shaming or the guilt of not making the picture perfect lunches and keep the focus on you doing your best you. Let us learn from each other on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. On today's episode, I share quite a bit. Oof, maybe too much. (laughs) Definitely more than that I would generally like to share, but I'm getting out of my comfort zone. And if you can learn from my mistakes or in some way, it helps you connect the dots about the downsides to dieting. Then my goal is done. Okay, so it'll be worth it. (laughs) Uh, Last week, I talked about fad diets and altering the mindset for the new year. And today's topic is similar. But instead of me telling you about each diet, I'm going to get personal and share my story as well as talking with my nephew that just started keto. (laughs) Okay, so here it goes. Let's paint the picture for you um, of me growing up in my relationship with food, my body, um, my story with diets, and it starts at an early age, unfortunately. Um, When I think about food and growing up, the first foods that come to my mind are these amazing fruit snacks I would have every day after school. Um, My mom's famous monkey bread that was a staple for sleepovers. She's famous for it. Uh, Chef Boyardee spaghetti and noodles with peas. I remember that as a meal. And I also remember winning the stamp of approval for finishing my first hamburger from the Little Duffer after we sold hogs. Yep, I'm a farm girl. Um, food growing up was mostly homemade. My mom was a wonderful cook. She still is. I remember being a little bit heavier than my own peers growing up. I was envious of my taller friends and they were just kid thin, you know, just eat whatever you want, naturally thin. I was not. Um, and I was also short. So... (laughs) I remember being really upset on how I looked in my new hot pink leopard biker shorts. They were the coolest shorts. Uh, Sadly, I cried and threw a mini tantrum on my parents' bed as I looked in the mirror. Yeah, it's kind of sad to think about because I was pretty young. Um, I'm guessing around seven or eight. And the reason why I remember this is because when you get the coolest hot pink leopard biker shorts, you remember how old you were, probably about first or second grade. (laughs) So with this, I was in to try whatever worked to make me feel better as I grew older. Okay, so no one ever told me I was chunky, but I do remember my sister's friend commenting on how I looked after I grew a couple inches and stretched out a bit. I was probably around fourth or fifth grade. I was staying with my sister in college. It was one of the best weekends of the year. Little Sisters Weekend. Yep, my sister's college dedicated one weekend 
packed it with fun with a yearly theme. We had matching big sis, little sis t-shirts. And I was sitting on my sister's loft and her friend came over and tapped me on my leg and said, wow, Stacy, you look really good. Have you lost weight? And even though this was supposed to be a compliment, I remember thinking, did I look fatter than I thought? <laughs> um, so with that, I remember trying the latest fad diets from the cabbage diet to Weight Watchers to Atkins and some other diet where we ate crackers and water one day and then the next day we ate fruit and then the next day we, we ate all vegetables. Ugh, I can't really remember it. It was something absurd that we got from the newspaper and we followed it to a T with the listed days and recipes included. We probably only followed it for the seven days and then can't do that anymore because it was hard. <laughs> a very clear memory in my head of one summer where I ate hot dogs and cheese slices, you know, the ones in the wrappers uh, for the entire day. And that was it. Uh, yeah, we were trying the Atkins diet. Ugh, I just kind of think of all that sodium that I ate. Ah, and even though I mentioned that I stretched out a bit and looked thinner, I was always the shortest or one of the shortest in my class. And now at a mere five foot two inches, I do feel that being in a shorter body has always kept me aware of my weight. Hmm. My volleyball dreams were crushed because I was not tall. <laughs> and I did not have the metabolism like my friends did, especially in high school. My friend Sarah would make her specialty platter of Doritos, cheese, and salsa nachos after every single practice or game, followed by a tombstone pizza. It was tradition. And then came college. <laughs> Funny to say, but my college weight was equivalent to my pregnancy weights. And there is no shame in that statement because college was fun. <laughs> my roommates and I definitely took advantage of Buck Burgers, 10 cent draws, dollar pitchers, extra large pizzas at 1 a.m. Mm -hmm. Let's make note, we got our studies done, got pretty good grades and had good old clean college fun tailgating and traveling to all the football bowl games. Ooh, so much fun. College was the best. So not surprising, I had a bit of the college weight. And after college, I started running, eating better and skipping those late night pizza requests. Uh, I dropped the weight fairly easy for a young 20 something year old, but that wasn't enough. I also felt a little pressure to live up to the standard of being fit. One, because I was a di now a registered dietitian and I needed to look the part. My reasoning to this is, do you ever go to a dentist that has yellow teeth? Hmm. Or do you go to a hairdresser that has horrible hair? No. <laughs> so I thought I needed to be the epitome of what I thought was healthy. After my internship, I started my first job as a dietitian and a health market manager at a local retail grocery store. I was in charge of purchasing, stocking, and setting all the items for the health market section, while also doing store nutrition tours, weight loss groups, and personal nutrition consultations. At that time, Atkins Diet was huge. We took an entire aisle of general merchandise and placed a full aisle of low-carb products. Yes. 
And I needed to know how all these products tasted. So I was eager to try them all out. And slowly, I started following my own version of an Atkins diet. I remember trying low pasta, which basically means it's made of all fiber. (laughs) And by the way, too much fiber is not good either. Um, After I tried the pasta for dinner one night, I spent the rest of the night curled up on my bed in my apartment in agony. I will never forget this horrible stomach ache due to that low-carb pasta. Ugh. This episode did not stop my experimenting to lose more weight. Um, I tried many versions of sugar-free candies and other sweets. And do you know what those do to the body? (laughs) No one wants to talk about that. Uh, It reminds me of a story my friend told me when they were going on a family road trip and accidentally bought the sugar-free version of the gummy bears. Uh, Let's just say it was a memorable trip that ended with crap in pants. Funny story for her to tell. (laughs) So... After a year at my first job, I got transferred to a new location with my boyfriend, now husband, and I was still running after those low numbers on the scale. We were talking about getting engaged and looking at wedding rings, and there was no time to waste in order to look great in a wedding dress and feel good about being in a swimsuit for the honeymoon. Yeah. But on this journey of cutting calories, I was also going very low carb, some days lower than others. And what I can say now is that I was probably following a keto diet, maybe lower, but it's funny how Atkins was super popular 15 to 20 years ago. And now the latest diet similar is keto. Okay. So I was being very meticulous in this new diet, you know, calculating everything I ate, running a ton. I don't know how this was ever healthy, but there was one day when it all came crashing down. Oh, so my coworkers and I went on a tour to a local dairy facility about an hour and a half away. I remember getting up early, getting my run in before we had to leave. And my gas tank was really low. I was not running on much. Um, I met my dietitian friends at a store parking lot, grabbed a quick breakfast, And we were off to the local dairy facility. We toured this cute little organic dairy factory, sampled products, learned about their products. It was a highlight to the job. This was so much fun to do. And with my other dietitian friends, I loved it. Um, About an hour and a half into the tour, I got a little dizzy. And the next thing I can remember is waking up to everyone looking down at me, asking if I was okay. I was so confused on what just happened. Uh, The ambulance was there. I was completely mortified that this was happening to me. I hit my head. I felt like a disaster of an embarrassment. I was crying to my friends, telling them how sorry I was for causing all this trouble. I was a mess and questioning what was wrong with me. Uh, The paramedics checked my vitals, my blood pressure, and it was really low. I was monitored for a while, drank some juice, and began to feel better. So um, after this episode, the week after, I was at a number of doctor offices figuring out what was wrong for this so-called healthy 24-year-old. They found nothing. Next, I was referred to the heart center for more tests. They found nothing. And through this whole cycle of being referred to another doctor after another, 
I knew what was wrong deep down. I was not eating enough. I wasn't eating enough carbs to sustain my energy. And I clearly was not taking care of myself, even though I thought I was stepping up my game to getting healthier and getting skinnier and dropping the weight to live up to my expectations. Um, I ended up canceling the rest of the doctor appointments because I knew what I needed to do. I needed to start eating more carbs. The body needs carbs and the brain needs carbs. And my body was clearly putting out an alarm system saying, stop, stop the craziness. So another question that I have for you and thinking all all about this and my experience. Have you ever watched a commercial for a new drug or any drug commercial, I should say? They show people running with joy or walking their dog and playing catch. And the people in the commercial display pure happiness after tackling an unwanted disease with a new medication. Then you hear the side effects may cause vomiting, severe skin reaction, loose stools, swelling of the face, lips or gums or neck and affect breathing, changes in eyesight, lots of feeling in fingers or toes. Yeah, you've heard those, right? (laughs) And you sometimes think after hearing on them, that sounds horrible. Why would you want to try that? And as you may chuckle when we hear the side effects, people are willing to take the risk to feel better. And I think that goes for fat diets too. They want something quick and immediate. The best sales pitch of seeing before and after pictures of a person with amazing results will rope in any frustrated, sad, depressed person. And as they think to themselves, yes, I want to look like her. But a point I want to make here is, have you ever heard of the side effects of a fad diet? The side effects are legit when following a fad diet. They could include dizziness, loss of consciousness, backed up bowels. I've seen that. Not good. Or other weird alarm systems that your body is setting off to send the messages Within the past year, I have had several clients come to me after their doctor has recommended they do keto. Um, yeah, (laughs) not sure how I feel about that, but I do feel that keto is a quick answer for the doctor to tell the patient in their 10 minute visit, what happens to my clients given the information from their doctor? They try keto. Yeah, they start with eating the meats and snacking on celery and cheese and saying no to the celebratory birthday cake and eating the topping off Friday night pizza, you know how it all goes. But let me tell you a little bit more about keto diet on why it was developed. It was developed to treat epilepsy and the body's main source of energy is carbohydrates. And in this case, that metabolic process is blocked when the body significantly limits the amount of carbs consumed. For the keto diet, your body is in a state of ketosis in which the body uses fat as its main fuel or energy source. If you look at the science, yes, the numbers tell you a good story for lowering overall weight, decreasing blood sugar, cholesterol levels, um, and more. But what are the long-term effects? And that's where many dietitians raise the concern. Um, I believe the reason for that this diet can work for many individuals is because the person needs to lose extra weight due to health concerns, okay? The blood pressure is elevated or or blood sugar or high triglycerides, whatever it may be. And when they lose weight, those blood levels are improved. And this improved this improvement happens whenever whenever 
a person loses weight no matter what the diet you're on. I also believe this works short term because the American diet is high in sugar. I mean, our portion sizes are bigger or in some cases super size, and we are known for eating too much. So then what happens next for these clients that are told by their doctors to follow a keto diet? Do they maintain it? Is it sustainable for them? And that's where I come in. Um, they will say, I went to work with a dietitian because I still have a little bit more weight to lose and I'm doing keto, but I don't feel I can do this forever. Aha! This is something that has happened to me a number of times. They already answered my question. They can't do this forever. And I have seen some people do keto, make great progress with the diet, then life happens. You know what? Sometimes they gain the weight all back plus more. Uh, and just with any fad diet, the success rate of diets is awful. It's like less than 10%. So when I do work with my clients, I like to focus on habits, not anything drastic. Uh, the change is kind of minor. And what my clients will tell me is that they can do this forever, giving them the tools to relearn how to eat, how to decide what to eat and to make peace with food. Um, have you ever looked at a child or I guess I should say even a male in your life and you see them really listening to their body. They eat what they want. They stop when they're full and they maintain their weight. Yes, these are the goals that I help people with. Um, eat like a kid again while finding the food you love and nourish your body. Anyway, I do have a um, fun story to share. My sweet nephew, Zachary, um, started doing keto and he asked me what I thought about it and I said nope don't do it and as I was probably paraphrasing what he had to say in our conversation I thought it would be fun to ask him so join my little call with my nephew Hello. <gasps> Yay. Hi, Zachary. Hello. How's it going? Good. So I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at my phone and on October 26th, you said, what are your thoughts on the keto diet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I said, not sustainable, exclamation point, exclamation point. You can reduce the amount of carbs and sugar in your diet, but it's not ideal. Uh, then you said, do you have any diet recommendations? And then I said, yes, mm -hmm. I'll email you some things. And then I love how you say two Oreos is simply not enough for one serving. <laughs> <laughs> it really, yes. <laughs> it's the truth. That's great. So then I called you oh, maybe a month ago, maybe uh -huh. a couple months after that text. And then what did you say? Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> No, you were like I. I was like, I don't know. I was afraid to tell you. I think <laughs> wasn't I? Yeah, you were like, okay, Stacy, don't be mad at me. But oh yeah, <laughs> yes, I was like, please do not be mad at me. But I did this <laughs> despite what you had told me. I wanted to try. <laughs> but you are a very young male. How old are you? Twenty two. Yeah. 22. 22. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. I really had to like go back and be like, he was born when I was a junior in high school. How old was I? Yep. <laughs> okay. So yes, you are a young 22 year old. Um, Correct. 
going you know, to college and working and you're just busy, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us how the diet's going. Yeah, it's going it's going really great. It's um it was really hard at first to kind of transition into the no carbs, no sugar. At first I started off with like just low carbs, low sugar. Mm-hmm. That way I kinda like eased my way into it. Um but the the more I was on the diet, the more I found it easier to be like, Oh, I can do zero carbs, zero sugars today. And um I've just gotten so used to making sure I don't have any sugars, make sure like if I do have carbs, it's a low carb and not like a high carb um, kind of thing. But um, yeah, my diet really consists of chicken, okay. cheese, mm-hmm. ground beef, a lot of ground beef. I like ground beef. <laughs> I love fish. So I have like a lot of tilapia, um, shrimp. I've got, um, and I eat that with like mayonnaise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not your favorite. <laughs> Prime examples here. Um, yes. Veg- but yeah. Veggies. Do you do any veggies? Um, I do lettuce sometimes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I started recently doing more lettuce after you told me that you'd be more happy if I had lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending you pictures of like high fiber uh, carbs <laughs> that you can try to. Uh, yeah. But you're also a barista at Starbucks. So what changes have you made there or maybe more intentional things that you've been aware of? Yeah. Oh, so like just working there, I kind of realized how much sugar is really in all of the, the syrups you like use. Um, cause I looked at the back one time and like, it was like 36 grams. I think it was like for like a couple teaspoons. I'm like, dang, like I put like, five pumps in there for a venti so just like noticing that like because before i would go there and get like a grande or venti frappuccino and i just never realized that like how much sugar is in there like it tastes good but it it's definitely not very good for you in terms of sugar intake and stuff um yeah so now that i've just like started keto i've been trying to like find different things i could drink um, and like Starbucks does have, uh, sugar-free syrups. So it's nice cause I just get like an Americano and I just put in those syrups. Tastes good. Um, and like you can put heavy whipping cream a little bit in there. So like yeah. I found my own personal drinks that I really like. I don't know. I've had like a couple of people recently in the past couple of weeks, like come in and say that they're starting keto. Oh, yes. Probably like the New Year's. I know. I, <laughs> I know you're happy about that. But yeah, so they're wanting to like come in and they're like, what do you have that's keto? Um, so yeah, they're, they're like a couple options and they taste really good still. But yeah, like after I've worked there for a while, I definitely realized how much like hidden sugars are really in those drinks that are so good. Right. I mean, I'll give you a a gold star for just being more intentional about your food choices. And (laughs) and don't you think, too, I mean, you even said it last time we talked about the holidays. Like, yes, you still had, um, you still enjoyed your food and had a good time. But what about the, was it Scotcheroos or Rice Krispie Bars that you had? Just Scotcheroos. Scotcheroos. Oh, my goodness. And yes. did you have Scotcheroos? 
I had one scotcheroo, but like after just the one, it was enough sweet for me. Yeah, you're kind of training your so, taste buds there, right? Exactly. And how many do you yeah. usually, would you usually have on a holiday? Oh my gosh. On a holiday, I would eat them throughout the day. I'd probably <laughs> eat like six or so. Right. It was a lot, but it was just because I craved that sugar. But now that I'm not really getting any sugar, it was like one was enough. And that's what is so good about this. Uh, you're just being more intentional about your food choices. So we will work right. on the veggies and some high fiber <laughs> carbs and some good fruits to get some good nutrients in. But um, absolutely, it, it has been successful for you. Yeah. Yes. I've lost 35 pounds. Whoa. That, yeah. In two months. Wow. So. That's like this. Yeah. That's more than my puppy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So good for you. So Thank you. do you feel like this diet is sustainable for you? I do not think it's very sustainable. <laughs> I mean, right now it's okay just because I'm like, all right, this, I have this goal in mind but long term it's like I don't want to have to like exactly watch what I I mean obviously watch what I eat but not have to be like oh I cannot eat this because of my diet right and so I want to be like oh I can have this pasta but in moderation and not like overindulge in that perfect Um, goals there absolutely Mm -hmm. so like once I get to like the way I want I know I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely going to get off keto, but now that I've been on this diet for a couple months, it, I don't know. Like you said, I like taste, I train my taste buds. I really understand what is good to eat and what is bad to eat. And then also just knowing that like you need to make sure you portion out your meals and just make sure you're not like getting too many carbs or sugar. Right. But, and yeah. it's, um, I think you're finding a way to make it satisfying for you too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Absolutely. I think that's the most important part too because honestly, if I couldn't have Diet Coke and <laughs> mayonnaise, actually I could go without mayonnaise, but or like ranch, oh, I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> See? You have to enjoy your food too. too so Absolutely. Oh, Zach, thank you for sharing your keto journey with us. <laughs> Absolutely. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll keep working on you, though. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. That's right. <laughs> I love that kid. He is so honest. And even though this was not a commercial for keto, he's realizing how much added sugar are in the products that he normally consumes. And like he said, he knows it's not a sustainable way to eat. So I will keep after him and make sure he includes those colorful foods in his diet. On a side note, I stayed at my sister's house during my dietetic internship and Zach was only five years old. I remember him coming down the stairs to see what I was eating. And because cool Aunt Stacy was eating steamed vegetables, he wanted to try them as well. (laughs) I need to remind him of this now. Um, We'll keep tabs on him, but hearing his experience about his diet was by far my favorite part of today's episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. And if you have found this podcast to be helpful, please share with a friend as we take on this crazy diet world. I need your help. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Daily Dietitian Podcast.